0: Hello everyone, welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Plastic Planet podcast with myself, Dr. Refilwe. Today we have a very passionate young lady who is going to be talking to us about one of the parallels of microplastics and that is bacteria, Raisa has dedicated her life to trying and understand how microplastics and bacteria sort of work together. Hope you enjoy!
1: Hi everyone, um, my name is Raisa Biku. I am originally from Potchefstroom in the northwest province of South Africa. Um, So, I have completed my Master's in Microbiology at the Northwest University, and how this came about was that um, in my honours year, I started a project on microplastics in the ocean, and that actually grew, and um, thus I finished my honours project with, I mean, my master's project in the same topic, and I continued to um, pursue a PhD within the same field as well. So currently, um, I have I'm taking a short break now after my masters, and then I intend to do a PhD um, starting in January, based on uh, microplastics in the ocean in collaboration with six different countries. So it would it's it microplastics is a global issue. Uh, so currently, my research um, that I've done and that I continue doing is on microplastics and I'm investigating antibiotic resistant bacteria and their um, dispersal potential in the ocean. Thank you so much for having me here, Refilver. Thank you, Raisa. Um, I mean,
0: you know, just from that introduction alone, there's so many angles and there's so much to unpack and I, I really cannot wait to get into it. Um, but just like taking me back to, you know, your your upbringing and your history you are born in south africa and you know just interested in what is your what is your relationship with plastic you know first of all what is plastic to you and um what is your relationship with plastic
1: okay yes i am born and bred in south africa so um that's i've seen a lot of people using plastic products in South Africa as compared to other countries, they do use plastic, but they're quite responsible about it. But let's speak about South Africa. Let's speak about what is plastic first. So our definition or dictionary definition that people, that that um, that defines plastic is basically like, they say, a synthetic compound that is molded into solid objects. But if you were us what is what is the layman term of what is plastic we live in a plastic world we have plastic all around us we've got plastic um in our cell phones in our clothes that we wear we use plastic we have um our shampoo bottles filled our shampoo filled with plus um with uh, filled in plastic bottles so my relationship with plastic is a very complicated one <laughs> growing up in south africa as well So. Personally, as I mentioned, reviewer, we use plastic in our daily lives, um, from our shampoo bottles to our facial uh, moisturizers, our clothing that we wear, the um, water bottles that we drink in, um, our takeaway cups from the cafeteria. That's all plastic. So, what my relationship is is that I would try and I'm, I'm trying to be um, more eco-friendly and I would buy um, reusable things in that sense. So um, I try not to take some plastics from uh, the grocery store. So um, you know, I try to reduce my plastic consumption. Uh, and then professionally, I would love to create awareness in, in for other consumers and people around me to actually do the same. So, yeah, living in South Africa, we do have a very complicated relationship with plastic.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's complicated indeed. Um, You know, simply because I think my thing, I'd say I'd lived in, um, you know, in Durban, for instance, which is the east coast of South Africa. And there's a different relationship with plastic there um, because it's a, you know, it's a coastal town and um, people love going to the beach but then there's not a lot of information about you know how to take care of plastic and um, manage it as well so the management of plastic in that space is is not great and then I was born in Johannesburg where yes there's no beachfronts but there's lakes and the, there's rivers and there's also you know really open spaces that are beautiful but just filled with plastic you know and and litter, yes. yeah and and also Cape Town you know it's it's also you know a like very beautiful sceneries but you know you do find places that really don't uh, have proper plastic management and it's it's something that is concerning right um because you know knowing the consistency of plastic as you alluded to earlier on that it, it, it really is a polymer that lasts and lasts right it, it's synthetic material yes. that just is in the environment for a long time.
1: Yes it is and we live in a plastic world feel where we're so dependent on plastic usage that we don't realize the danger that or the impacts it has on the environment.
0: Yeah I like the fact that you said we live in a plastic world and as a young person can you remember, you know, when your first interaction with plastic is? I, I, I know it's actually a very unfair question because, um, <laughs> I mean, we live in a plastic world. But then can you just remember when you interacted with plastic um, and, you know, when was it? And how how was that experience like?
1: Ah, so we have to go back in time you feel well. Yeah. Um. Maybe the whatever I could remember was probably my Barbie doll.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I,
1: that, <laughs> she, <laughs> she said our diapers, our, our dummies.
0: I love that <laughs> so she said plastic. that. I, I absolutely love that she said that because plastic uh, to us is introduced as something positive, right? It's something that brings joy. I mean, I I remember I loved my Barbie doll. I you know I really just did everything for her. Uh, you know, from clothes to, you know, I just took care of that plastic. <laughs> you plastic know, just doll. that Definitely. plastic doll. Yeah, because and I I remember the affection that I had. I didn't realize maybe I just even ate some of her because you know it it's just like you 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 have this positive thing. There's the affiliation with plastic, if you will that you don't think it could ever harm you. Um, It's it's now scary, right? How, when you think back, knowing what you know now, that you've been exposed to plastic for that long.
1: Yeah, it is. Because growing up, we only had positive connotations towards plastic. Like for instance, like I said, our Barbie dolls, our toys, everything was just, it was, it brought joy and happiness. And then growing up, going shopping, you know, it's easier to carry a plastic bag than a paper bag because the amount of groceries that you buy, the, the your your groceries might just break through the paper bag. So everybody would just jump for a plastic bag in that sense. You know, it was like it's nice. It's nice to have something that's very versatile and strong, durable. You know, multi-purpose yeah. um, uses for something, and then. Yeah come to then you come to a realization you're like you know i'm actually doing more harm to the environment that um than the goodness that it's doing to me in that sense so um how do you balance this out exactly i I think for me it's that
0: socialization right you've been socialized that plastic is, is is what you need it's convenient i mean the properties that make it so great the very same you know properties that really just make it so so harmful to the environment because it's it's durable it it's really long-lasting it's it's you know it it really just is convenient it's there all the time you can literally just carry it everywhere and anywhere without really you know just stressing much about how heavy it is so exactly exactly so now having to now unlearn that and 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 really just preach a different message, how, how difficult do you think that is and how challenging is it to say, okay, I, I know that I have, you know, I have been socialized in a certain way about plastic, now I have to unlearn that, firstly to yourself, and then, you know, to the public.
1: No, definitely. It's, it's a very difficult thing to actually go about uh, refuelware because we have already, we're in the habit of constantly using plastic. So we would go to a cafeteria and be like, can I please get a takeaway hot chocolate? And that comes into a polystyrene cup. You know, and then um, sometimes you're so busy and you need to go and get something at the shops and um, you'd go there, you'd forget your recyclable or your reusable bags that you get from checkers and pick and pay. And um, you just go there and you're like, oh, shucks, I've got my bag. Can you guys just give me a plastic bag? So having to unlearn all of that takes a lot of responsibility as a person. You know, going to a restaurant and having to the worry to carry around your your metal straw instead of taking a straw from the restaurant. Um, it's something that is really, it's, so we've, we've made a habit of using a lot of plastic, but now it's difficult to unlearn that habit. But um, it has to be done, unfortunately. But they're now giving the message to other people. So as a scientist, you'd go and tell them, you know what, guys, um, this plastic straw that you're using might end up into the ocean uh, if you're not going to recycle it properly. And then um, this is the harm that it's, co- it's going to be causing. And then the, men- the mentality that we have would be like, oh, it's just one straw. Somebody will pick it up along the way. I mean, um, how much of harm can one straw do, you know? And um, just because we also consumed in our lives that we don't realize it's actually the small things that matter, you know? um these things make a difference so one if you're responsible you encourage other people to be responsible as well in that sense in that in that um manner it's a domino effect and your positive habits rub rub off onto other people as well so it's going to take time it's going to be difficult but it is possible reviewer i love that i
0: love that you say it's going to take time but it is possible because. You know, it's I, I think having been involved with a lot of um, you know, the community in our cleanup activities, in our reach out outreaches, what you often hear people say is, Oh, but then there's so much plastic already in the environment. Oh, there's nothing yes. much that can be done. Do you know what I mean? And it's such a feeling of despair. And as you correctly said, it takes one person it takes you doing the right thing in your little corner and you know just you not throwing away the straw without you know m- without being mindful that also just you know makes a difference because that straw would have ended up in the environment somewhere and have broken down into smaller particles or to microplastics which yes. are, would be available to the environment as well
1: Yeah, most definitely the and it causes a lot of harm, not only to the marine creatures or to any aquatic organism or or to any terrestrial organism, but to us as well. Eventually, there's trophic transfer and it harms us as well. So it's basically um, cutting off your nose to spite your face in that sense, if I'm I'm correct.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think you've spoken about, you know, trophic transfers and microplastics. And just you know, to bring our audience up, up to speed, what are microplastics? I know, and I know that you're working on microplastics a lot in the lab. So what are microplastics?
1: So microplastics, there's actually two different categories of microplastics um, were The first type is that um, it's called virgin microplastics. They're actually manufactured to a size that is less than five millimeters. Right, So that is termed microplastics, any plastic particle that is less than five millimeters in size. Um, So the first step would then, as I mentioned, it's virgin microplastics that's manufactured to that size. Um, A lot of these plastic particles, um, you'd find them in toothpaste, in your face washes, you know, they microbeads. So um, then the second part of microplastics is plastic pieces, that have been degraded into smaller pieces in the environment so anything that's broken up less than five millimeters that's your microplastics awesome so
0: it's it's really nothing too fancy it's just smaller plastics or smaller version of yes. plastics as
1: well a smaller version of plastics yes
0: okay so these smaller versions of plastics how how harmful are they compared to the bigger ones? So is it, is it more harmful to to be uh, in contact with the microplastics than a, a big plastic or a macroplastic, if you will?
1: Most definitely. So bigger plastic pieces, you see them, right? They're in the environment. You can pick them up. You can throw them away. You can dispose of them correctly. But your microplastics, once they break down, Feel where they enter our environment they enter our water systems they enter the marine life right once they enter there's something called a trophic transfer right so for instance i'm going to take the scenario you have your plastic piece it degraded it entered the the ocean then you have for instance a turtle and the turtle can or, or the, the um, a sea creature let's let's take a sea creature right they um not they don't have the capacity or the, the knowledge to know that this is not food so immediately they think that you know what, okay, um, I'm going to eat this um, and then they think that it's food so that blocks their digestive tracts, right? And then trophic transfer happens when this marine creature is eaten by another marine creature that's eaten by this marine creature and then eventually it ends up coming to us and then we end up eating microplastics, right? Because at small particles, we hardly even see them. I mean, you need a microscope to see a fiber, a microplastic fiber. So it's very harmful if you not only in the ocean, not only with the trophic transfer, but there's um, been cases whereby uh, microplastics has been found in our drinking water. So we're directly consuming these plastics. It's incredibly harmful. Sure. Um, yeah, I think as
0: I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and reflecting on how many plastics I've been, I've been, you know, just really exposed to, um, it's, it's really just mind boggling. Um, but I think for me, I'm, I'm interested in, in when did it start for you, the interest in microplastics, when did it start for you? When, when did you decide? that i'm going to pursue this um when it when did it become important enough for you to say i'm going to understand this at a scientific level Mm
1: -hmm. oh my journey with microplastics started in 2019 Um, before that prior i did read a few articles with regards to the harmfulness of microplastics but i never really took it into consideration um at the fact that like the way i actually take it into consideration now so in 2019 i started my honors year and uh i was allocated a project to look at um specific bacteria on microplastics and i was like okay how i i didn't know how that those two categories actually fit together until I started my research for my honors project. And eventually, I came to this thing whereby I I saw the trend that I'm working with two global issues, microplastics and antibiotic resistance. So from there, with my research, I started digging, digging, and I came to see the harmful effects of microplastics and how it affects every Everyone, basically. Um, it doesn't leave not even an earthworm, Do you understand. So um, uh, with that, I started joining different projects with regards to creating awareness on microplastics, with um, doing more research um, and involving myself in more research with regards to microplastics in different areas. So, yeah, my journey started in 2019, and it's still going strong.
0: It's still going strong. Um. So from <laughs> from, from 2019, when you started saying, "Hey, I, I'm gonna really just make this part of my journey," and and going forward, what what findings um can you just communicate with us? And you know, what is it that you are finding in the lab that microplastics are are showing us or are are really just you know being harmful to us what is it that we should know in other words as as a community
1: so i'm gonna i I took microplastic research to a different angle reviewer Um, i was looking at antibiotic resistant bacteria that basically hitchhike on plastics, so they use it like as a soft body effect, basically. Interesting. So, yeah. So, I simulated the whole project, and um, in my honors year in 2019, and I continued with that going into the environment. And what I found was um, these antibiotic-resistant bacteria use plastic as a survival mechanism um, to uh, in the ocean or in in an aquatic environment. So um we do know that uh, like antibiotic resistant bacteria com- cause causes infections to us so your normal pneumonia your gastrointestinal infections and um how we cure these infections obviously in a hospital in a clinical environment is with antibiotics right so yeah. with with plastic with these um bacteria surviving on plastic They undergo something called horizontal gene transfer, whereby they acquire more genes to make them more resistant to more antibiotics, making it more difficult for doctors to prescribe antibiotics to them. So in the end, it's like they're becoming a superbug, right? And they're using these plastics as a survival mechanism to disperse into the ocean, um, eventually infecting everyone, because we all know that the ocean has no borders. Right. So, what happens here in South Africa could potentially um, happen in a country like Norway up north um, because of this whole um, mechanism, basically. So, it, it was quite interesting to find a lot of these um, resistant bacteria because, um, like you know, resistant to about um, 16, um, I've, I've tested for 16 antibiotics and they've been resistant to around 10 already. So, that is alarming. Yeah,
0: no, that is alarming mm-hmm. indeed. Um, and it's also interesting to, to, you know, just learn about some of the parallels because, you know, what we know about plastic is just, you know, a a material that nobody really takes to mind. Um, it's just plastic, right? It's this cheap material that any anyone can afford. And, you know, we really don't think much about its life cycle you know what what happens once it's out of your hand and into the environment and when it lasts and lasts and lasts and other organisms now get you know their hands onto this plastic and how they also utilize it and um to the detriment of the environment and eventually us right um so it's it's not necessarily just oh it's it's bad for the environment because this is it's another notion right that oh no um r- plastic is bad for the environment but i'm i'm not really environmental like that or i'm not really i, I don't go to the beach like you know like that often yes. so it doesn't really
1: affect me but it's like mm-hmm. no it it really affects everyone you know mm, definitely definitely it, it affects everyone basically whether you are you love nature whether you don't um, its it's, it's a, it definitely affects everyone in every aspect.
0: <laughs> yeah. So now I think another thing that really just come to mind is that you know, uh, with plastic and as we continue to just raise awareness and say, hey, plastic is bad and um, you know, plastic can be harmful, someone would say, oh, but then I, I don't see that. And, you know, especially for the older generation, they'd say, oh, I've been using plastic for the rest of my life and I'm okay. Or um, <laughs> I've had, you know, I, I've, I've been exposed to plastic, you know, for quite some time and there's nothing wrong with me, but they don't really understand that some of the, Ill, you know effects that they 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 face right now could be indirectly linked to their exposure to plastic and also the fact that now you know plastic is being used more cumulatively then it, it means that you know what the uh, the availability of plastic or the susceptibility of plastic was 10 years ago 20 years ago is literally not the same now you cannot compare the two
1: most definitely, reviewer. One thing that we um, we need to know, and the message that we need to put out there, is that plastic does not degrade. It does not disappear. Something that we had a hundred years ago could still possibly be in the environment. It takes a very long time to degrade. So um, not only does it stay in the environment, there's harmful toxic elements that are associated with these plastics as well you know and that has an effect on our on our health in directly indirectly so it's something that we need to actually get out there and people need to start thinking about these things
0: of course it is um yeah i think at the you know at the moment with uh you know the topic of of plastic and climate change and um you know, all these activism that's going on um, around we want our health. And it's mostly from young people, right? So that, you know, we cannot go on as business as usual. This has to no. come to an end. Do you know what I mean? We have to be at some point very cognizant of the fact that we we, are, we cannot live in isolation, that we do need to live in symbiosis with the environment and we do have a responsibility so raisa um i think after our very interesting conversation uh i, I would like as a young person and uh, who has been exposed to the good and the bad of plastic and been you know at the very center of um, plastic education and communication, what would you like to see change? What, you know, in terms of behavior from other young people, or even just the society in general, what what would you like to see change? Um, Yeah, with with the use of plastic.
1: So were consumer responsibility is a very important aspect with regards to plastic pollution so firstly what i'd like to see change is that just the mentality that we have regarding plastic right now knowing that yes it brings us a lot of positives you know there's a lot of positive connotations regarding plastic but also to be aware that you know what i am doing harm to the environment if i you know if i just discard a straw like that so um i should have that they should, people in general should have that mentality mentality to say that, you know what, um, let's reuse, reduce and recycle, you know, the very familiar um, quotation that has been, the quote that has been used throughout reuse, reduce and recycle. And just to touch a bit more on consumer responsibility you know some days you drive home and you're driving in traffic and then you just see all these plastic bottles flung out of the car windows and i'm just like guys please don't throw this out <laughs> like go yeah. home and just throw it in the bin dispose of it cor- um, correctly yeah and hey, then, it's, I, yeah it's, it's that simple it's
0: really um yeah like it you in your car you, it's not like you're carrying this plastic with you and it's causing discomfort it's just you, have, you can literally just drop it off in the bin um, when you get home and not in the street. So it's, it's you know, simple behaviors like that. So I, I really like that you're alluding to the simplicity of it, that it's not um, some complex issue that, oh, for you to stop, you need step one and step two. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, you can actually change your mind about how you dispose of it. Um, Most yeah, definitely. So- that's amazing. Um, and also my thing is just linked to that, right? Um, we've spoken a lot about consumerism and people being mindful of, you know, using plastic and choosing plastic. Do you need it? Do you not need it? And there's a lot of pressure on consumers, right? To, to make the right decisions. Uh, is, is that fair? Should we, should we not look into you know, what government is doing, what legislation is out there? Should we not look into what businesses are doing? You know, the companies that are producing this plastic, should we not look at everyone else? Um, So who is responsible is my question. Who should be, who should take responsibility for plastic use?
1: To answer that question, reviewer, we are all responsible. Consumers, businesses, industry, government, we all responsible for this, you know? You cannot put the blame on one person. Firstly, yes, it is a lot of pressure on consumers because, of course, they have to dispose of this correctly. Um, and then, secondly, like... In the industry, for instance, start introducing eco-friendly methods, you know, um, with the government, start um, uh, introducing more recycled facilities, place to, to actually go and dispose of your, your plastic bottles, you know, have that um, like a, a payback system, you know, depositing your, your plastic bottle and getting a two or three rand for that. You know, we they, they, these are things that we need to be people need to put in place at the moment. So we're all responsible for this. We all need to make a change.
0: Okay, that's amazing. Do you do you believe in the consumer pay policy? What is what are your views on that? Um, that uh, or the, there's two. Okay, so there's a consumer pays and the producer mm-hmm. pays. Um, do you, mm-hmm. do you believe in those policies that? If government should come in, should we say whoever uses plastic recklessly must you know just pay the price, or whoever produces plastic rec- recklessly must must pay the price, so to speak?
1: Be honest, it's a very good thing, um, Rifilwe. I mean, we need to, we are law abiding citizens. We only um, we only react to when laws are being put in place, such as that you know. And action always has a repercussion, you know, you need to pay for your, for your, um, the wrongdoings that you do, you know, so I feel like it, I believe in that I, I feel like if you are going to, we've come to a point whereby, if you're going to not, um, if you're going to be a constant polluter, you need to pay, you know, so uh, there has to be something a price put to that. I don't know what, what are your thoughts on this? Do you know my my thing is um I I
0: think you know what a little bit of a background on my story and how I came into this plastic awareness is my background is ecotoxicology so and it's mm-hmm. marine and astronaut ecotoxicology at that and um I always started like every everyone else you know trying to blame everyone I was like the government should do something about this because every time. I'd go sampling, I'd find plastic and be annoyed at the government or the producers or Coca-Cola or whatever. And I never really would blame blame myself. I I never would look at myself as a consumer of those products, you know? So that's how really it started. And um, my responsibility to say, hey, if I'm also a consumer of any of these products that I see here on a regular, then I'm also part of the problem. And that's how it started. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, That is, that's how the journey of plastic and finding out about, you know, what is plastic and what can we do about it started. Mm -hmm. And with the producer, you know, I I think, you know, having spoken to quite a number of producers um, in South Africa, Mm-hmm. Then, you know the, the idea is listen um the consumers drive demand you know if there is demand we, we don't have reason to innovate you know there's no yeah. need for us to go um any in any other direction you know also covid was one that set us back a, a long way because you mm-hmm. know all of a sudden even people who were converts just started, you know, just like being like extra careful about everything being wrapped. I mean, we started wrapping bananas and apples <laughs> and all those things. And you're like, guys, no, it's, it's not that deep. But uh yeah. So <laughs> I think I know, hey. Um, but yeah, so that's what we are now starting to like unlearn as well, to say we don't, you know, the banana already has its own wrapping, so we don't need plastic around that um Mm -hmm. yeah so just really starting to just you know get people to be uh you know just conscious enough about the impact that they have or their footprint in the environment and and Mm -hmm. then you'd say failing which then only we can say okay now that you know the dangers and now that you know the ill effect then we can implement the polluter pays because Other than that, we're going to have a very despondent society that doesn't know or that doesn't understand why you want to take their, you know, their convenience away from them, you know, as we alluded Mm -hmm. to earlier.
1: Yeah. Yeah most definitely and all that can only be done with outreaches with informing people with what is right and what's wrong you know putting facts on the table to say you know what this is how it, it's it how it affects you this is what you can do about it so outreaches are very important reliever making the community aware of of the harmful effects and the, the precautions that they can take and you know factual knowledge you know exactly
0: um, I think one of the one other thing I want to like take out from you is if if we go on as business as usual, right? If we don't change anything at all, everybody just uses their plastic every single day and they just do whatever. Um, versus if we really implement those small changes, you know, just. You know, just don't use plastic if you don't need to. Um, recycle if you, you know, happen to have plastic around you. Educate yourself about other alternatives. Be innovative. Do you know what I mean? So, if we implement mm-hmm. those sort of changes, versus if we like, listen, this is what we have been accustomed to. What do you, what do you see the world look like in twenty years? In those two scenarios, <laughs> I know it's a big one, but. Yeah, just like your imagination, where are we going?
1: We would be drowning in plastic, (laughs) literally, literally, reviewer. If business continues as usual, we would probably be, with regards to my research, we'd be sitting with multiple superbugs, no antibiotics to cure it. We'd be consuming plastic on a daily basis through our food, our drinking water, our, you know, vegetables, you'll find plastic in soil, we'd literally be drowning in every way possible. But yeah. we can stop this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I like that you end on a like a positive there to say there is a but, you know. Um, there is this very, uh, you know, doom and gloom picture that we can paint and be like, hey, this is, you know, you're talking... You know illnesses. You're talking, you know, just even aesthetics. You know the beaches today that you don't go to. That you know your parents will tell you, "Oh, we used to go to that beach, but they don't anymore," and it's just because Doesn't, it does not look good.
1: Yeah, it affects every every aspect: your aesthetic environment, your your health, everything. So, that's it's it's quite it's it's scary, but like I said, it's not too late.
0: Yeah. And my thing is, you know, uh, when I like, if you understand the evolution of plastic, it's just like mm-hmm. in the 1950s that they discovered plastic in the commercial sense. So, you know, all this plastic that we're talking about, that's such a problem now. It happens over a very short span of time. Um, you know, it's not a long time ago. And you can imagine 20 more years with all the technology, with everything covered in plastic, with everyone just really wanting convenience because we do live mm-hmm. in a world of convenience and everything better and everything lighter. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. people do gravitate towards plastic. Eh?
1: Yes, definitely, because it is convenient. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. I think I've, I've
0: enjoyed this conversation and really just coming from really... A young person who is passionate about the environment who's learning about this and you know being part of the solution is something that we it it feels good i mean it feels good to know that there's people doing that and people that are taking the pattern but then um you know just also brings hope to say it's not all doom and gloom do you know what i mean um Mm. that there is hope out there and that there is something that is being done you know um there's conferences for instance that um you know are happening around the world i know i just attended one last year you know a um, massive conference with the ocean pollution conference and there's also you know a lot of very interesting studies that are coming out in every corner of the world you know so there's you know in in the uk I know that they're working on you know plastics in the placenta there's a there's a paper that just came out on you know, plastics in the placenta that they are finding in the placenta in the bloodstreams as well um, and in, in Germany as well. You know, there's there's all these um, plastic you know papers that are really doing, you know, just intrinsic work that really just let us know, take us from where we are to where we need to be so that we can do better. And I know that you also involved in a, yet another conference in Norway not
1: uh, yes not, not too long from now that also is going to be tackling that. Yeah so all hope is not lost with regards to this topic review where uh, people are doing things with we, we we are moving forward with regards to plastic pollution and uh, like you did mention I am involved in this um, conference uh, it's it's called um, interns for sustainability action ocean plastic waste. So this year is a collaboration between South Africa and Norway with students in South Africa and students in Norway tackling every possible topic with regards to plastic pollution in the marine environment. So things are being done. Work we, we, We're moving forward with regards to this. We can save our planet. So all hope is not lost and people are working forward or moving forward with regards to everything. <laughs> I
0: love it. Um, thank you once again, Raisa, for coming through and sharing your your words of encouragement and sharing your knowledge with us. It's really been a very informative episode. And, you know, it's just really just getting into the understanding of what these microplastics are and what they are capable of doing, um, you know, to us in, in the environment, in our bodies and, you know, our lives as well um and just really you know debunking some of the rumors that are out there so uh thank you for just shedding a light onto this topic and we'll continue to do so
1: thank you so much for having me Rifiwe, and all the best with your work all the best with your studies as well we want to
0: hear more about all those uh findings going forward ciao for now
1: bye thank you